the jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Out Q. Doesn't that sound good on the radio? It's the first time we're playing it, and we will be playing it a lot. It's called Gone, brand new music by a band called Junior Junior. It's 26 past the hour on this Wednesday morning, July 22nd. I'm Larry Flick, and you're listening to The Jolt on Sirius XM Out Cube. It's, uh, yeah, did I say it's 26 past the hour? I did. Sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. That's not on fleek. Uh, we're joined by Lake Bell, who uh, is uh, can be seen in many things uh, currently. Actually, I should say, um, as of July 31st, you'll be able to see her in a wet, hot American summer first day of camp. So we were talking before you got here. First of all, hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, those I shoes. Know, right? Come on. You guys, on. I wanted to bring it for you guys. You, mm-hmm. you did more than bring it. <laughs> you brought it. Okay, you brought it. All right. All right. <laughs> now, the shoes are probably on. Okay. We were talking about like words and yes. dialect and Let's do phrases. it. What are you like? We're too old. I'm 52 years old. I can't say on fleek. I don't know what it means. I, d- I think I, I do. I can, I've been in a baby vortex. I just gave birth. I don't know. What's, is that what we're saying now? Uh, that's what the kids are saying. That's what, what the kids the ki- are saying. What, so talk to me about it. I don't know. I think on fleek means you're, you're like you're on point. You're on fashion. On f- oh, my God, you guys. I don't really? know. I I see, don't here's the other problem is that oh, you no. and I have one, one thing in common. We're, we're both too white to say it. <laughs> oh, come on. Wait a second. Really? Is that all? I think, I think I think we're too white and too old. Oh, no. You're younger. You're young enough to maybe pull it off, but you're kind of white. I, oh my God. You, I, I'm a little gamey. Come on. But no, you're hot. See, <laughs> see, but see, being gay, we oh, could. We, yeah. I've been talking about. No, see, I've been talking about like because it doesn't work for me. Really? No. Well, look at him. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Wait, say it. Let me see. Like, try well, to pull I, it I off. Can't, I can't. He can't. Now, I can't because now you're trying to make me do it. Well, see, no, because the problem yeah. is he's he's African. He's he's black. Okay. <laughs> but he's a theater queen. <laughs> that's on fleek. <laughs> Look at her trying to slide Come it on, in. Come on, I'm trying, you guys. That's like when I used. That's like when I was in a club <laughs> once, and I said to a, a friend of mine who's a hardcore club head, "That's so dope," and she was like, "Don't ever say that again." <laughs> That is dope. You're like, no, stop. No, stop and, uh, it. But you have to, I mean, you have never to make that hand gesture it. again. Because it's like. <laughs> Did you do that? <laughs> That's dope. You know, suddenly you're cupping your imaginary ball. Yeah. It just, you know. Yeah, like, but what, see, but I can get away with, like, you know, eleganza mm-hmm. because it's an old, it's an old faggy yeah. thing. Oh, see? Um, wait, so if I say, yeah, if I say dope and I say it like, well, that is dope. You like, look like you probably work. wearing patchouli oil and, right. and smoking pot you somewhere. You can't do that. Yeah. No. Like, oh, that's, just, that's just dope. You know, like if you like really like, I don't. I see, see then it's like kind of almost work, but then it's not very. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm going to say. No, I'm going to. I'm going to be. Uh, no, because I'm just thinking, what character are you playing? Well, I would just <gasps> You're say, an actor. honestly, I think this is like, this is a dope croissant. <laughs> see? I don't you can't think, mix it like that. I don't think a croissant's <laughs> dope any more than a, it's you? on fleek. See, but I think like I think we should like bring it to that level where we're just like I can barely it get away anymore with saying jiggy. Yeah. No, I don't think you should be saying jiggy. See? Yeah. See, no, like, I think we should no one mix should say jiggy, jiggy. Hold on to dope and think about fleek. I mean, that's what I think we should do. Because like I'm, just, it's, I'm, I'm still just, processing it all. Where's, Web, where's Webster's now? We yeah. need them right now. But that's the thing. Every time they add words every year, and I'm like, these are words I can't say out loud. Well, I mean, they just added twerk. 
No, they didn't. Yes, they, they did. did. Work. They added it? They added What's it. happened? The dumbing down of the world. It's right. the end of civilization. <laughs> As we know it. The end of civilization. And listen, or it's the dawn of a new era. Look, it, tomato, tomato. On fleek, dope. <laughs> yeah. Eleganza, realness. Realness. But what were your words when you were, not that you're old, but when you were a teenager? I'm 36. I mean, I don't know. Is that, what is that? I'm 52. You're considerably younger than I am. Yeah. All right, all right. Well. um, So she feels so happy now. No, I I was just talking, no, I was just talking to my friend who's actually turning 50 this year and he was like, I can't believe I was turning 50. And I thought, I was like, you know, It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, he actually was totally jazzed about it. 50 is the best. It was just that, Anytime you turn a something six, like, you know, when you when I turned 26 or 36, I, I just started to feel a little like, oh, God damn it. You know, it's, it, it's You're not You're sliding as down the hill. Yeah, yeah. You're sliding toward 40. And then, you would, and then you adjust. But see, 40 is really good, too. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to all of it. It's been, see, 40, it's been good so far. 40 is, is for, most, for a lot of people, and for me, it really was complete start of a new new chapter right. in life. Yeah. I like that. I'm good with that. Because when I turned 40, that's when I started my radio career after being a print journalist. I met the man I wound up marrying. Aww. All within eight weeks of turning 40. That's beautiful. Yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah. 50 is different because 50, <laughs> 50 is the I don't give a fuck age. Which is dope. <laughs> <laughs> you did it that time. Did I pull it off? You kind you, of pulled it off. You were with me. I kind of went through with you. Kind of with you. It's only because we but discussed here's it, but the you thing. were with me. But mm-hmm. we're a couple of old white chicks doing that. So. <laughs> uh, all right, touche. Touche. I mean, if, um, you're, if you're next door in Shea 45 and you do that with like a 20, 24-year-old black rapper and you pull it off, then, well, then you're on fleek. Then you're on fleek, yeah. Then you're on fleek. as a challenge. I really do. I'm like... Bring me a twenty-year-old rapper now. I, I I pride myself on getting by with things like that. Okay, um, so Lakeville actually has projects to exactly. talk about. Right, I, can, talk about I can't see your publicist, but I know her very well, and I know she's gonna lunge over that screen with a, like, like a letter yeah. opener. <laughs> All right, so uh, Wet Hot American Summer, right? Yes, so it's really funny. We love, mm-hmm. we love all of those words. Yep. Exactly. Um, they apply, they um, apply. <laughs> to this conversation. What? <laughs> you know, I, here's, here's the thing. I, I, I was very excited about this show for a variety of reasons. First of all, I, I rem, I, I'm, I'm well acquainted with the mythology of the original Wet oh. Hot American Summer, which is like this movie that very few people saw, but featured all these massive big stars. Big, now massive, now star. massive big mm-hmm. stars like Bradley Cooper and, and Amy all Schumer right. and all, no, all no, the, no, um, Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler, not Amy Schumer. Yeah, Amy so Poehler. Amy Poehler, Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Paul Rudd. Right. Uh, I mean, it Chris just, Maloney was in that too. For yeah, a minute. I mean, yeah. literally, yeah. There, there's, there's a I mean, lot, I'm a lot of really cool people. It. But so, so I, I, you know, the the whole mythology, the whole legend of the original piece looms large, and it's a fun, a fun original piece. But also, I was really excited that you know Netflix, which has been doing very important television, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. was giving me something that had pure laughter, pure silliness, pure like pure like naughty get, joy, <laughs> get over yourself yeah. kind of 
it's, humor. It's definitely, I mean, and I think David Wayne, who is my dear friend, and, and, and Michael Schulwarter for that matter, the, the guys who created this thing, would agree that it is somewhat lowbrow, you know, in terms of wonderfully goodness, so. Yeah. Come on. Super refreshing. You do not need to put your brain cap on. <laughs> like, and you know what? We, but we and need, that's okay. But, yeah. no, but we need this. We need this kind of counter-programming because sometimes, seriously, I love Bloodline. I love Bloodline. <laughs> right. right. But on a Saturday afternoon, no thank you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm good on anything I don't wanna, with I don't blood wanna, on it. I don't want to watch anyone die. No dying. I don't want anyone gray-faced. Yeah, this I don't want to see people in prison. <laughs> I, you know? Yeah. I, want, I want to watch people fuck. Right. Okay? Well, mm-hmm. okay, so just to preface, <laughs> to preface, Wet Hot American Summer is, you know, very, there's not a tremendous amount of, like, No! Fucking. It's all about the fact that they can't. They can't, yeah. They so can't get it. kids at camp. I know, but mm-hmm. that's what's so great. by 30 to... 50-year-olds. <laughs> but see, but here's the thing, Lake. I didn't play a 16-year-old on it. Let's let's just get but here's, real. But here's, but here's the thing. When I was back in the 80s, when I was a young, when I was a college kid, sure. I went to see Porky's, oh, Last yeah. American Virgin. Yes. It's totally a All of those movies. Mm-hmm. And all of those movies were all about the losers who can't get laid. Yep. And they were all played by 40-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right? No, I know. I mean, leave us not forget that Stucker Channing played a, a, a teen girl who might have been pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I think she was already on AARP. <laughs> okay? Look, I And I love, Stucker, you know, you give me my life. Exactly. But Stalker. you were 52 in Greece. <laughs> and yet looked great. Looked great. All I mean, about but the seriously. Skirt at the end yeah. with the seriously. Number. You know, the close-up did not love Olivia Newton-John in Greece because you could see the crow's feet. Let's just tell the truth! Yet hot, yet hot. Yet hot! And speaking of things that rhyme with yet hot, wet hot is something that I wanted to talk about. And... But did you love, did you love, I mean, because this is the kind of thing that I always wonder. Does a piece like this... in order for it to be fun to watch, yeah. can it be fun to make? Of course, yes. It's so ridiculous. I mean, my, you know, my character um, has my character Donna play. She's like a sixteen-year-old insecure Jewish girl who just went to Israel and like found herself and decided that she is now super cool and important. She's um, on fleek. Yeah, she's on <laughs> fleek. Um, and <laughs> she. You know, she's feeling, um, you know, she basically is in a love triangle with these two other boys. One's a counselor and the other one is a, a, a girl of her age, 16, played by Michael Showalter, who is not 16, needless to say. So, you know, I think that there is this sweet kind of nostalgic kind of silliness akin to the porkies of it all. You know, those types yeah. of movies. And that is what David Wayne, you know was emulating I think you know and, and Michael Showalter were emulating when they made this movie and originally um, so it feels almost like it's a, a late 70s early 80s movie mm-hmm. and same with the show so he maintained that so the, sh- the 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 movie is the last day of camp and the the, the series is the first day of camp so it's actually a prequel if, right. if you will so that we do have some new characters and stuff like that it's really fun it's really, it's really, really, really fun. <laughs> it's really dumb, but yeah. you just—I—I—I I, I, I was watching, you know, the 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 portions of it that I was given access to, mm-hmm. and um, 
I I was in such a bad mood when I got home yesterday. I had a terrible headache. Oh no! And I was tired, Honey. and I, I I know. Sweetie. And then I put it on, and it and I just laughed, and it really? was yeah. I laughed, and like everything poured away. Ah. Uh, everything went away, and like, I thought that's what it's supposed to do. I know, and ch- you know, Children's Hospital. Who I I do the reason why I'm in this show is because um, in the this Netflix series is because David Wayne. And I and Rob Corddry and a myriad of other people do Children's Hospital together, which is hilarious. Which so the, good. Thank you. And fifteen minutes of just yeah, pure silly. Just love it. But smart silly. And right. Those that those are kind of like my comedy um, cronies. Mm. You know, they're like a family to me. And so when David asked me to do this, I was thrilled. You know, I was like, of course, I'll do anything for you. And this was four months after giving birth, and I just right. thought. What a safe place to audition my... So good. Yeah. So, so good. So that's Lake Bell joining us here on The Jolt. And as I mentioned, uh, Wet Hot American Summer First Day of Camp uh, mm. goes up on Netflix at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time. So sexy. <laughs> July 31st. <laughs> now, I have to tell you that um, I've been a fan of your work for a long time. Um, Thank you. I always loved... I was like addicted to how to make it in America. Oh, okay. I'm still mm. grieving for that. Yeah, oh. that was such a good piece. Thank you. Um, you yeah, always, was... you always, you're so good at like. I don't know how much of this is, is obviously when you're an actor, nothing can be premeditated. No, you're at the mercy of people. Totally. But except but, for the the things that I write and you know. Right, but I, you know. but how do you? But how do you? You know, like how do you decide what you're going to show up for? Because. There is there is a through line in your work. Thank you. It I, feels like there's. I mean, to me as a yeah. as an observer, there's a there's a through line. It's it is mostly what I get is uh, it's very very funny with a with enough heart so that it doesn't become ridiculous. Um, but but there's you are so not self conscious. Indeed, thank you. I take that like as a huge just, compliment. You don't care. I don't care. I mean, I'm I mean, very, for, I, I, mean every, I think I get a lot of I feel very empowered by feeling by not caring and, and not feeling too self-conscious about performances. You know, I think I've always loved being an actor and, and being in this business for, you know, obviously red carpets and all that jazz is a different thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it, sure. it, it's built to be different. Sure. But but when I'm doing a project I enjoy so much to be as absurd or fit into whatever uh, you know whether it's you know looking like shit and you know expressing real emotion or being hilarious and stupid or whatever mm-hmm. it is you know i i feel really lucky that the projects i've that have found me cuz i do feel like it is a sense of you are who you are and then the projects sort of um, build on your little career path you know those opportunities well eventually kind of come people to you. start to look for a certain type of person and for they sure. and you come to mind or like i said just because someone's offered you something doesn't mean you're going to show up. Totally, for it, right? Totally. Because uh, unless you're starving, you don't have to. Correct. Um, and 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 there is a consistency in in the kind of work you're doing. The roles are not all the same, but there are threads that hold them all together. I don't know. Do you see that? Absolutely. I mean, I feel very lucky that um, I just feel lucky that I've been in situations where I've worked with people that I really enjoy, but also that these characters have always been at their core kind of good people mm-hmm. like what if they're doing something despicable or doing something kind of oh that's kind of an unsavory thing they're always kind in spirit 
you know, and I sort of like those types of characters. So I don't know whether that's me infusing that because even if I'm going to be someone who might seem kind of selfish or, or you know, futile or or infantile rather, you know, mm-hmm. that I want to infuse that kind of um, um, heart into those people. So when when did you start writing? I started writing. Um, my whole life I've been writing. So you've been always like a, been, it's always yeah. been part of what you've done. Yes, I've been a closeted writer. A closeted writer. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I sort of came out with um, In a World. Uh, which and, was, yeah. and so what 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 was it about In a World that made you feel ready? I Well, I had written, and people, you know, don't know this, but I mean, obviously, in, it, movies take a very long time to get made, right? Yeah. It takes years to make. And I had written another feature with this other woman and she was my writing partner when I wrote that other script and that never came to fruition so I had done due diligence with you know going down the paths of getting a movie made I had done all that with a completely different um, set of characters and script and the whole shebang so I'd gone through like a five-year writing process with her so I had basically gone to like college level course screenwriting yeah you know class and then taking on in a world um, that was just always an idea that I had that I wanted to express. And so when I took that on myself and I felt it was ready to to make, I didn't even tell my agents I was writing it. I just wrote it, showed up, handed it over, and I was like, I want to make this. So how, how much of the previous experience of going through all of those mm. really it's kind of like doing like a like a triathlon but not getting across the finish line totally. right so what was it about all uh, jumping all those obstacles the first time and not finishing how does that inform well it I mean, did inform it informed what kind of i know it sounds sort of techy but like no, it informed yeah. what kind of budget i wanted it informed what kind of scale of a movie i wanted to make it made me actually want to make a smaller scale movie um, and with less cooks in the kitchen. More you control, know? right? More, more control. So I thought, look, if I write, direct, star, produce, then the only person I have to get on the horn is me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can answer all the questions. See, that's really smart. But so what, what, I'm, what I'm also fascinated by is that that first process didn't break your heart. Or it did, did. It? I didn't want to write for a couple years after that. Really? Yeah. I was like, I'm done with this. I so, need to just act and do that for now. It was heartbreaking. I what, mean, what, what, how, did, how did you know that your heart had mended then? Um, I think it's just you just get back on the horse, right? So like one day you're like, oh, I miss horseback riding, you know, and you're just like, it, it just happens, you know. You just, I, I did it very self, un, without, without self consciousness, you know, because the the best writing tool is um, to be in the vortex of of not caring it comes back to that right so if you tell everyone you're writing a screenplay then you're putting pressure on yourself right everyone's saying how's that how's that project coming along you know are you gonna have a draft yet oh it's been a long time it's been but if you just secretly write for years and then just deliver something you can write without the pressure of anyone knowing so it's just you you show up when you want to show up when you're inspired you write you know it's like make it fun after all it isn't my 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 bread and butter i'm an actor i get to go to you know i have that right. to do so it's like if you were writing you know it's like you come to work and you you work in radio you know and that is your job and then if you were secretly writing you know you could do that without the pressure of being like you're a writer you know so now even with my second project and everyone talks about this but now that I've done in a world, there is like, when's your next script? You know, and and that pressure, it's sad because it, you know, you'll I'll never have the purity ever of mm. just being 
secretly in that sort of wonderful closet that it is to just feel no pressure. So how did you find the courage to come out? Um, <laughs> because honestly, because, honestly because... I thought the script was damn good, and I, I was proud of it, and yeah. I wanted to make it. So you were willing to risk it and your heart Indeed. broken again. Totally. Because at the end of the day, it's like when you give birth, it hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah. And then they all say, oh, you forget. And when I first gave birth, I was like, I ain't forgetting this. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, I want to write this shit down. I'm like, I need to, I need to like have a press conference about what mm. this is so I will never forget because I, I was like, I will never do it again. But you know what? I'm nine months out and I can't remember how bad. I know it was bad, but I don't know how bad it was, you know? And so... That's it's, when you know the result was really rewarding. It's yeah, you're exactly. And in a world, what changed my life? You know, I am forever. I can't wait to make my next movie. I am utterly, you know, I. But I will take my time because out of respect for the process and for what the things that I turn out, I want them to be great. You know, I want they're babies. I want to be proud of them. You know, that's so inspiring mm -hmm. to hear. I'm uh, sincerely, it's Absolutely. very inspiring to hear because. Because we we talk a lot about uh, putting yourself on the hook for things here, mm -hmm. right? And and I've been putting my because I used to be a writer and then I gave it up, right, right, twelve years ago because my heart was broken. Mm -hmm. And so I luckily I found new love in this room. Yeah, it's great, it's great. Um, but I miss it. Yeah. And so I'm just now starting to kind of flirt with it again. And you put you you know, and I've been so I've been trying to put myself on the hook so I I don't let it fall away. And what I'm loving hearing from you is that you can. Privately put yourself on the Absolutely. hook Don't tell and me. stay and and keep it keep keep it so keep that it you pure. can you can romance it a little exactly. bit exactly because the great news is you don't have that pressure because you're here this is your great it's a job you have a great job and yeah it's the best job ever right so then just like being an actor right exactly and writing gets to be pure and lovely again mm. because it is something that's like creatively you need right it gives mm. you sustenance yeah in a different way it is very different because yeah. it's an isolating kind of craft yeah. in the first place yeah so but the great news is people are like hey what advice do you have to give to like young writers who are trying to, and i'm like fucking write just okay. do it yeah the, just it, do it. half of it is showing up right like you just gotta like you set time aside you don't have to tell everyone you're freaking doing it you just it's all you it's isolating in a really liberating way if you let it be you know, like mm -hmm. it's. This has been the most fun and empowering conversation we've had in a uh, really long time. Good. I'm so glad. Really, really <laughs> glad. Lake Bell, look for her. All right. First of all, right. in a world must see. Indeed. Uh, um, honestly, get yourself to Netflix, and while you're waiting for uh, Wet Hot American Summer first day of camp to come up online on July 31st, 1201 a.m. Mm -hmm. uh, just start looking at some of her other work. She's got a long <laughs> list of it, baby. <laughs> she's on fleek because that all right. Because she's down. Thank you. <laughs> I, feel, I feel very current, guys. <laughs> Thank you for. Please come and see us again. Thank you. I would love to. Stick around. There's more to come on the Jolt. Woo.